Welcome to Let's Get Chatty Podcast with Mariel and Maria, where two relatable girls strive to bring joy to the world by inspiring other young women to embrace their identity as daughters of God. Let's get chatty. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Let's Get Chatty. My name is Maria. And I'm Mariel. Did someone say Lens in three days? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start off this episode with a prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. We pray for all those listening to our podcast today, and we ask that you fill them with the graces to embrace their identity as a daughter of God. We ask that Mary cover us in her mantle today and forever. Mary, beloved daughter of the Most High God, pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us again on this second episode. Today we're going to be talking about getting ready for Lent and changing our mindset um, from like dreading Lent into being like genuinely happy to go into it. Um, and we're also going to just talk about forming good habits this Lent. Um, so to start, we have a little story. When I was in grade school, I was taught by Dominican sisters and I would like run down the hallways. Our hallways in my grade school were not very long, but I would just run down them because I mean, why not? It's it's faster, right? (laughs) Um, But one of the sisters, like, knew that I did that. And one day, I was happily running running down the hallways, and I came around the corner, and one of the sister was on the other side of the corner. So I, like, almost ran into her. And I was like, sister, I'm so sorry. I know, like, I shouldn't be running in the hallway. It's just a habit. And she goes... I know Maria, but I'd rather you be in this habit than that one. And she was referring (laughs) to the habit that the sisters wear, like their clothing is called a habit. So it was just funny because she would tease me about being a sister. Uh, So it was all good. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, this Lent, we just, we just really want to encourage you to set good routines and good habits because in routines, it's really where um, we can form like just good times of prayer and spending time with others and work time so yeah and it's really good to have accountability with like either close friends or if you're doing magnify 90 or exodus 90 that's really good and if you haven't started it but want to you could do magnify 46 or exodus 46 and we'll talk about that a little bit later but we're both gonna do that yeah and so sometimes that i think if you've grown up catholic like we have it's sometimes easy to go into let be like shoot Another 40 days of sleeping on the floor and being angry. (laughs) Like, shoot, what am I going to (laughs) give? It's Uh, like another 40 days of giving up chocolate. Yeah. For like all the Am I going to give up chocolate again this year? Fine. No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I think it's easy to go into mindset like kind of dreading Lent. Um. But we want to talk about changing the mindset into being like just looking forward to going into Lent um, because we're we know that the Lord is going to give us opportunities this Lent to grow closer to him and um, bring what we what we are filled with when we spend time with him in the Eucharist out to others and our other relationships. It's such a special time to be united with the whole entire church. Like I feel like there's so many times where people try to do like little self-improvement times in their lives and what whatever that might be but this is a time set apart by the church for 40 days that you get to walk with thousands like millions of other people who are in the catholic church um and give up something and not even give up something but like just grow closer to god and it's just such a powerful movement that the whole church is doing Mm -hmm. at the same time and it's it's not about what we can get out of lent like fasting 
how much, like, weight am I going to lose? Because that is not the mindset that you should have going into Lent. Like, this is not a time to be on a diet. It's a time to really say, like, if I am fasting on Fridays, how, like, how can I give this to the Lord and not think about what I look like right now and just, like, really give this to the Lord, knowing that, um, like, just uniting myself to him on the cross, right? With that little sacrifice. And something that Magnify does is that every single day, you have to think of one person to pray for. So all of your sacrifices that you make throughout that day, the second you're suffering, you say a little prayer for that person and offer um, it up. So that's just another way to unite yourself to the church. Yeah, and just a little background. Magnify, if you've heard of Exodus, it's really similar. It's like the woman's version of of Exodus. So it's just a way that we add more sacrifices and prayer into our daily life um, to become a better woman and a better better daughter of God, right? And it's a way to do it. You do it with a group of other women in your Mm -hmm. parish and community, so then you could uh, come together once a week and just, yeah, share about. And that's what's really important with Lent is like finding community because we're not meant to go on this journey of prayer and our way to heaven alone. We need others. And so, yeah, Lent is just a really great time. It's a really a gift of time because the Lord um, asks us to give up things um, or add things so that we can separate ourselves more from the world, right? We're supposed to live in the world, but not of the world. And so it's really a time to grow and um, just set ourselves apart a little bit and make more time for him. So I want to talk about one of my own lengths really quick to hopefully uh, inspire you a little bit. One time I, so when I was, (laughs) one time way back (laughs) long ago, I was a sophomore in high school. (laughs) So when I was a sophomore, I had just gotten my license and I decided for Lent that I was going to stop at St. Jude every day on the way home from school, which is my parish. And I decided to do a holy hour there every day. And it was such a transformative Lent, like probably my most powerful Lent that I've ever had um, because I was really doing it. Like it was that Lent where I realized why I was Catholic. So throughout those 40 days of spending an hour or, you know, just some time with the Lord, um, I realized that I realized the Eucharist is why we're Catholic. And I realized that Jesus is really present in the Eucharist. And that's such a gift. Like, we talked about this last time. We talked about the Eucharist. We're probably going to talk about it every time because yeah. it's literally why we're Catholic. And when someone asks you why you're Catholic and not just um, like why you're not Protestant or whatever, it's because of the Eucharist um, that it is really the source and summit of Christian life because we need to give ourselves fully to him in the Eucharist and everything that we do flows from him. And so throughout that Lent, I began to crave going to the church every day and looking forward to it because I knew it was the time of my day where nothing else really mattered. I just was there to spend time with the Lord. And um, John Vianney tells a story. Uh, well, he's in heaven now. <laughs> uh, but one time he would, in his parish, he's in France, in ours, he would see a farmer who came every day to the church to pray. And he just would sit in the pew. And one day, St. John Vianney went up to him and said, like, why are you coming every day? Like, what are you doing? And he says, I look at him and he looks at me. So that's, you know, that's it. That's that's what prayer is. Just resting in his presence is so powerful. So that Lent, I got to rest in his presence. And um, I had gone through a little bit of a tougher, a low point in my life a few years earlier. And I think it was that Lent, even though I didn't really realize it, I think it was that Lent where 
I began kind of the healing process and I just began giving myself fully to him at the altar and offering myself as a sacrifice. And that's what Lent is for, right? Um, it's such a healing time where we can really give ourselves fully um, into like our Catholic identity, right? Um, and this is why we're Catholic because we, because Jesus died on the cross and actually Holy Thursday, Good Friday and Holy Saturday are um, like defined by the church as the three holiest days of the year because that's why he came for us. Right, yeah. And Lent is not just to like give something up, but it's to give something up and then use that time uh, for God. So something that Magnify does is that you can't watch secular TV shows and like um, time on your phone, social media is not allowed and all of these things we take out of our lives so then we can fill it with prayer and not to just, um, you know, not to just give up chocolate, but maybe every time you reach for the chocolate, you say a prayer. You know, something to, you give up something and then you use that time to give glory to God. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned habits. Lent can be a really time of just spiritual discipline too. Like disciplining ourselves when, you know, instead of eating chocolate, like disciplining ourselves with spending like just a couple minutes in prayer, you know? Yeah, and That's there's never, I feel like everyone says, well, I don't have time for that, but there's always so much time in the day. The second, that first day that you cut out whatever it is that you spend time on, whether that's social media or TV shows or whatever, that's when you realize how much time you have and how much of it you're not giving to God and you're giving to other things. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go through prayer fasting and almsgiving and challenge you guys, and we're, we're challenging ourselves too, uh, and just give you some tips. So we're gonna start with prayer. Did you know, Mariel, that <laughs> 1% of your day is 15 minutes? What? <laughs> 1% of my day? That's so, so little. That's so little, 15 minutes, but like 15 minutes is a good amount of time, yeah, right? Solid. So um, maybe just spend 1% of your day with Christ. like Just 1%. Um, and if you just make more visits to the church, um, if you can, because um, there was one priest who I know who, when he was like discerning his vocation, he would be driving home every day and there was a church or a chapel on his way home from, way home from work and he would just stop and he called it taking a knee. He would just take a knee at this church every day for just a couple minutes. It doesn't have to be a long time. It can be two minutes. And he said it was transformative for him because he just like, just that small amount is how he grew his relationship with God. And you can't have a relationship with someone unless you spend time with him. Right, um, yeah. And also um, a lot of drives, especially in our area, are 15, 20 minutes, which is a perfect length for the rosary. So maybe instead of the time that you were gonna spend just listening to music, maybe you can spend that drive to school or that drive to work praying the rosary this Lent. Mm -hmm. Or just, yes, yeah, yeah, spend it in silence or spend it um, listening to some praise and worship music. That yeah. can be like a great way to pray. Or a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you could listen to. Uh, you can get chatty. What, what, what are some good podcasts? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me think. Let's get let's get chatty. I feel like that, that's a new one. Is that really? Did they have oh, one? what's it about? <laughs> I don't know. I think. So wait, no, it's about being a daughter of God. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect for Lent. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> just take a knee on your way home from school or work, and stop at the church. If you can't stop at the church, then just take a knee in your home. Spend two minutes without your phone and just. Spend it, like, open your heart up to, to Christ, and he can do such powerful things just when you open up your heart to him. Yeah. 
Um, so again, changing the mindset from like, I have to do all these things. Like I struggle with, I always want to pick like a devotional and it becomes something where it's like a check off the box. Like, Oh, I've gotten my pages read for the day. Check off the box. I'm done. But, um, that's not a good mindset because it's checking off the box, right? That's not what prayer is about. Um, and so changing the mindset to being like, okay, I'm going to add this prayer this Lent because I know it will help me grow as a better version of myself and as a better daughter of God and as a better Catholic so that I can truly go out and mission to the world. Okay. So moving on, fasting. Uh, <laughs> sort of, shoot, okay, I'm going to give up chocolate again this Lent. Uh, change it to pick a barrier in your life. If chocolate is a barrier between you and Jesus, then go for it. Go for it. Give up chocolate. Uh, but pick something you haven't done before. Uh, pick a barrier to growing in your faith that's between you and Jesus that will discipline you and that will help you grow in freedom, right? Because as Catholics, we know that we are ultimately free. Um, God gave us free will to choose. And if he hadn't, if he had just picked to make us love him, we wouldn't, that wouldn't be authentic love, right? Right. Um, You have to choose to love someone for it to be authentic. And him on the cross is the biggest like symbol of, or not even not the symbol but like the biggest message of freedom right right every time you walk into a church into a catholic church like wow you realize that he literally died out of freedom he could have shed a tear and he done nothing he could have done nothing yeah. and we would have been saved but like we said last time he would die again just to save you right uh and so that's yeah, ultimate freedom this Lent will be in setting boundaries for ourselves, and um, yeah, yeah, just re- removing those obstacles so you can be completely free to run into his arms, right? <laughs> um, alms giving. Okay, <clears throat> this is a this is a big <laughs> one. I think that this is one we don't always think about quite as much. So, one thing that's really easy, like we said last time. Um, sometimes it's easy to always want to know the next chapter in our life. And so what we need to be, if you're in high school right now, maybe you found your vocation right now. Like maybe you're living it. That's amazing. That's incredible. God bless you. (laughs) So happy. (laughs) Um, but a lot of us who are high schoolers, we, for me, I'm like, okay, what's my vocation, Lord? Like, am I going to join this convent or am I going to marry a guy and (laughs) get married after college? Right. Um, but something that's really important to realize is living our primary vocation. Have you ever heard of be, like living your primary vocation? No, tell me about it. I didn't, I didn't know about this until like not that long ago when my brother told me about it. Your primary vocation is to live your best version of yourself as like in your state of life right now. So for me, I'm a high school senior. My primary vocation is to live as the best uh, student, daughter, sibling, and friend that I can right now and give glory to God in those areas. So we're challenging you this Lent to pick somewhere in your state of life where you can give of yourself in your vocation to live as the best friend, daughter, sibling, right? Um, Right now. So that can just be giving of yourself to your family more in helping more around the house um, or just, just loving them, spending time instead of spending time on social media, spend that time talking to your family, right? Growing in those relationships. Yeah, things that you would normally just like sit in your room and do by yourself, go out and hang out with your friends, have good conversations and grow closer to them. And that 
in turn is growing closer to Christ. Yeah, or even like just invite some of your friends to go on one-on-one like coffee dates together. Just grow in your relationship with with your friend and have authentic conversations, not like a steady date. Like just talk to them, talk to them, ask them about their life. We talked about, I keep saying this, but we talked about this last time, like asking your friends, how are you? Yeah. Go on just go get coffee with your friends. Go on a walk with your friend if you don't want to spend money. Like, like, <laughs> like us. <laughs> like us. Uh, so that can be super, super powerful to do this Lent. So really give your burdens to the Lord this Lent. Let him heal you by his own wounds on the cross. And um, I just want to talk about a Bible verse really quick. In Hosea, the book of Hosea in the Bible, the Lord says, I will lead her into the desert and speak to her heart. There's other translations and they say, I will speak to her tenderly. And that's what Lent is about. The Lord is calling us into the desert so that he can speak to our heart and um, just love us, right? Yeah, and I like that it says he's leading you into the desert. Like he's already, if those of you live in our area and you know what snow is like, it's like when someone's already stepped in the snow path for you. I love it when that happens because I can just step right there and you don't have to like get your shoes dirty, whatever. Someone led that path for you and Jesus is leading the path into the desert. He's already suffered on the cross. He's already won that war for us and we are just in turn uniting ourselves to that cross to whatever little sufferings we can offer. Wow, that's powerful. (laughs) Um, And again, there's other translations which say, Beloved, let me take you out into the desert and speak tenderly to you. Beloved. Such a powerful word. Should we talk about that yet? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Go check out our first episode if you don't know what beloved means. Dearly loved or dear to the heart. He's calling us like, like daughter, dear to my heart. Like come out into the desert so that I can speak to you. Um, so yeah, this led, go out into the desert, uh, and that's how the Lord wants to set us apart so he can speak tenderly to us. And just one last thing, have an end, like a little bit of like, why are we doing this? Like the purpose of this, what's the end goal almost? Um, not so that we can like, again, check off the boxes until Easter. Um, but like, why are we, why are we doing Lent? And the purpose for that is... Again, so that we can set ourselves apart and um, grow closer to God. Yeah. And listen to him by removing those distractions. It puts silence in our hearts and that's where he speaks to us. And that's the only way we can go closer to him. And it's so easy to have so much noise because the world is so busy and we are given this time, 40 days to grow closer to him. Mm -hmm. Silence is key. It's so, um, it's so transforming. That's when the Lord can speak to us most. So pick things this Lent that are from God. Like ask him what you can do this Lent uh, for God and do it with God. Do your sacrifices, unite your sacrifices and your offerings to him on the cross. And that will help us all just grow and bear witness to the world around us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Let's Get Chatty. Be sure to contact us at Let's Get Chatty Podcast at gmail.com. And please also be sure to follow our Instagram at Let's Get Chatty underscore podcast. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us and God bless you. Hello, hello. Welcome.
welcome back to Let's Get Chatty. This is season one, episode four. Did someone say God's not dead? My name is Maria. I'm Mariel, and we have a very special guest joining us today that we'll introduce after the prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, Lord, we pray for all those listening to our podcast today, and we ask that you fill them with the graces to embrace our identity as a daughter of God. We ask that Mary cover us in her mantle today and forever. Mary, beloved daughter of the Most High God, pray Pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Like we said, we are so blessed and grateful to have one of our really good friends, Cassie, today on our podcast. How are you guys doing today? (laughs) I'm so good. Thanks for letting me come on the podcast. I'm so excited. This is so fun. (laughs) No problem at all. (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing great, Maria. How are you? I'm good. Um, today, we got to have breakfast together, and it was super fun. It was just the three of us, and we got to prep for Let's Get Chatty, and <laughs> it was just really, really nice. So that's been something I've been super grateful for this year, is just having authentic friendships that we can laugh and be goofy, but we can also just talk about the Holy Spirit and God and how yeah. God is working in our lives, which is something we're going to be talking about on our episode today. Um, but to start, we're just going to talk about Lent. How is your guys' Lent going? We talked about Magnify. It's a program that we're doing to help us grow closer to others in our lives and closer to God with different prayers and penances that we're incorporating um, into our daily life. So how's Magnify going for you guys? Um, it's going for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've been struggling. Like, I don't know. It's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. things that I've fallen off the train yeah. <laughs> with, but... It's been good. It's been very fruitful. I've had very mm-hmm. good prayer. Yeah. My prayer yeah. is for sure. Yeah. Cassie Thank mentioned you. the train. We were talking about this the other day and how I was saying if Magnify was a train, I would be like falling off, like crawling along the tracks, <laughs> which sounds terrible. But even though it's like, it's difficult and I'm not perfect, we're not, you know, perfect yeah. at it. Um, it still has been like super fruitful and I can tell even within our school, um, we got to pray Stations of the Cross a couple weeks ago with mm. our Magnify girls, but then also the guys are doing Exodus, so we got to pray together, and it's just been super fruitful, and I think help people grow in their relationships, like obviously with God, but also with others. Yeah. I think there's been a lot more joy and, mm-hmm. yeah, peace. Yeah, so. and I think it's really important to remember that, like, no one that's done it has been perfect at mm-hmm. it, um, and even though, like, not everything is going well, like, it's hard to keep up with the readings and be consistent with that, but, like, the relationships that we have with each other are definitely growing stronger, and our prayer is really yeah. good, and, like, um, just, like, Father Mike Schmidt said that the only way to fail in Lent is to not grow closer to God and not become more like Jesus, and so, like, you know, not doing your magnified readings every day is not failing Lent, and mm-hmm. it's just, like, really important to remember, but, um, one of the aspects of Magnify is that you can't watch, like, secular shows or listen to secular music and that's something that I think everyone's been pretty good about um so the other night Cassie and I watched God's Not Dead <laughs> Cassie how would you um, how would you describe okay, it just up front like we are not throwing God's Not Dead under the bus at all we know it's you know it's supposed to be it's a powerful right. message but right if you guys are listening you're the producers of God's Not Dead so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that's not the case God bless um, but yeah we watched God's Not Dead too. And it was very hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cringy. Like, there was just so many, like, bad acting. And the writing. Like, I just feel bad for the actors. Like, sometimes, right. I, I'm sure in the lines it was like, do a nod and don't say anything. Right. Like, <laughs> smile awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh it was just, like, so 
embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like a lot of Christian movies are just kind of, like, awkward and cringy like that. But um, things like Chosen are Mm. super, super... Like, acting is so good, but also, like, the writing and just how intentional they are with everything and, like, really, like... They emphasize that it's not the Gospels, but they do their best to really connect it with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and we want to talk about one episode that I just, like, finished watching last night, and it was the episode, it's um, season three, episode eight, so, like, the last episode that's been put out, um, so hopefully season four will come out soon. But anyway, um, this episode was the feeding of 5,000, but then it ended with all the apostles on the boat in, like, in the middle of the sea trying to, like, row to the other side, and Jesus was, like, off praying, right? And a storm came, and, like, the waves, like, they were not getting anywhere. They could not row. The, like, the waves were way too strong. The wind was super strong. And then there's, like, lightning strikes, and the sky, like, lights up. And kind of in the distance, they just see this figure, like, on the water. And, like, one of the apostles is, like, like, what is that? And then all, they all go, like, oh, my gosh, it's a ghost. Like, ah, like, they're, <laughs> like, they are, they are freaking out. And um, isn't it interesting, too, like, there's all these things that the apostles, like, keep being surprised about. And I'm sure if I was there, like, I'd be surprised too. Yeah, right. But, like, they don't, like, they realize he's the son of God, but they still are surprised, like, that he's yeah. feeding all these people. And I don't know, just, like, the faith. Faith is super important and just keeping that faith. And so, anyway, they see Jesus coming up and they realize it's him. And Peter says, Peter had gone through, like, basically in The Chosen, they put, um, like, Eden as Peter's wife. And she goes through a miscarriage, and they're just both, they're upset at each other. Peter's not home because he's traveling with Jesus, and Peter's, like, really upset at Jesus because he's like, you are feeding all these 5,000 people, but, like, I'm right in front of you, and how are, how are you not caring for me and my wife, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, Peter says, if it is you, like, command that I come out onto the water, and all the apostles are like, no, like, Peter, don't do it. Like, don't don't step out. It's You're going to drown. And Peter says, come, like step out or Jesus Jesus says come and come to me and so Peter starts walking on water and they're like oh my gosh like so he's walking and walking and Peter just is like the dialogue with Jesus is so powerful because Peter's like basically pouring out all that he's been thinking and being like like how how are you not caring for me like my wife is at home alone and like I'm worried about her and we just lost our baby and Jesus just like he he says that you go through certain things um to like to gr- grow closer to him and it's super powerful because then when peter like loses faith he starts drowning and he goes totally underwater and then you just see the hand of jesus like oh, reaching out to him it's so gosh, powerful so good. and jesus like picks him up and just like hugs him oh. and peter peter oh my gosh this is so powerful peter goes he's like like don't let go of me like he says it, he just keeps going like don't let go of me and jesus is like I have you, like, I'm right here, I will never leave you, like, and then he's like, come to me all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, and it's so powerful, like, I am here, like, I'm never gonna leave you, like, probably most powerful chosen episode ever, um, and it's so, like, authentic, like, it's so cool, the way they do it, um, but, yeah, it's, it's incredible, just the hand of Jesus, like, reaching through the water, and, like, whatever the darkest of, like, whatever waters are covering us right now, like, Jesus is reaching through and pulling us out of it. Yeah. And saying, like, I'm right here for you. Yeah. Like, 
oh, I will never so leave good. you. And Peter just clings to Jesus. <sighs> and all the apostles are, like, around, like, being like, what the heck just happened? Like, <laughs> you guys just walked on water. And Peter's just, like, sobbing and oh, holding on to oh Jesus. My and gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's so, it's so good. Please go watch it. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I love that story so much. That, um, there's an image of, like, the storm right outside our chapel um, at our school. And I think about that every time I enter and just like complete faith. Um, and that like when Jesus was on the boat with them, this is like a different story, but like the storm was happening, you know, and he was asleep and they were like, how can you be asleep when, you know, we're all about to drown, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, um, he's always with you, always, always with you. But it's just like keeping faith through that storm. And, um, we were talking about like, how our prayer habits were, you know, and, uh, just how, like, right now, a lot of us are, like, really on fire, and just, like, Magnify is going really well, we have an awesome teacher at our school, a sister, who might be a special guest later on, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but she's doing, like, this Ignatian prayer, like, workshop type thing with her class, um, and we're both, uh, Cassie and I are in that, um, that's going really well, um, but we're both realizing, like, this is not how prayer always is, um, and I heard on the radio one time, that like um if you like know when the house is when your house is like completely dark you know it's like midnight or something and you walk downstairs or you walk around your kitchen table or something you never run into the kitchen table because (laughs) because you know like where everything is you know and um that's how it should be like when you're praying like you know, you pray and you're you're on fire, but then even though in those dark moments, you're still able to like go about life, you know, and you're mm-hmm. still able to like sit in that boat with Jesus through the storm and just like trust that like when you're when you feel like your boat is like completely about to tip over, like mm-hmm. the fact that Jesus is with you, you won't you won't go all the way. Yeah, and even you were talking about this kind of is similar or like what you were talking about earlier was in my house, like, we're recording at our house, <laughs> my house, anyway, um, and you were, like, even at midnight when it's, like, totally dark, you'd be able to find your way around your house, because you just know it, right? Yeah. And that's just, like, the darkness of whatever struggle you're going through, like, you can still find your way, because, like, Jesus, like, you have that connection in prayer, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, one time, um, I, well, okay, Eucharistic Adoration has been a really big part of my life, and just, yeah, I don't know what I would do without it, um, but one time when I was, like, this was a long time ago, this was probably, like, five years ago at least, I was in adoration, I think I was, like, subbing in for my mom's holy hour, and my sister was supposed to come pick me up, and so I was, like, in the front pew or whatever, and I fell asleep, and I was literally, like, head on my lap, like, you could not see me over the pews, mm-hmm. right? Little, little eighth grade Maria or seventh <laughs> grade Maria, anyway, and, um, my sister came in to try to find me, and she was, like, she's, like, I can't find her and she called my mom and my mom I think like left and started driving around to try to find me and um and my sister checked everywhere and they finally like my brother and my sister were like running up and down the pews like the aisles at St. Jude and trying to find me and finally like I just remember like waking up and like my sister was like like you have to, it's time to go and it they just couldn't find me until they like they literally checked in my pew. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. it was just really funny because there's, like, a couple of those stories where I, like, have fallen asleep in adoration and, like, mm-hmm. my family has to come find me. But anyway, <laughs> the Eucharistic adoration is incredible. <laughs> and sometimes, I mean, the Lord can work even when we're sleeping, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Ja. Um, let's just talk about... <laughs> so how is the Lord working in your life, Cassie? Yeah, um, so it kind of goes back to January, but and the March for Life, um, me, Mariel, one of our other friends, and Maria and sister were chatting on the bus, and I asked sister a question because I've, like, heard all these stories about people, like, hearing God's voice and, like, all these things, and I'm like, that's, I've never experienced that, like, what... What are these people talking about? So, Sister um, told us about Ignatian prayer and, like, praying with the Bible. And I really wanted to um, carry that out. And, like, because I really... I was making a lot of decisions, you know, college and stuff like that this year. So, I wanted to be able to know that I was doing God's will. Um, so, I took that. And one night I was listening to the song, Me On Your Mind. Um because magpie we can't listen to secular music and it begins with the parable of the 99 sheep um and that like really like hit me and I was like oh that's like so great and then (laughs) (laughs) um that same night I went and opened my bible and I literally opened to the 99 sheep parable in Matthew and I was like oh my gosh so then I read it and (laughs) (laughs) and um I really, like, prayed with it a bunch, and I really, like, asked God, like, how do I fit in? Like, where do you see me in this? Which are, like, some of the Ignatian questions. And, um, I really found my, like, my worth in that parable and, like, how God sees me and that he would go after me even if there was other people already faithful to the church. So, we mentioned a lot about Ignatian prayer, so what even kind of is that? Um... So, it's basically just, like, praying with the Bible or asking questions or talking to God, like, asking for forgiveness or talking about your identity and, like, the questions you, like, try to ask are, like, Lord Jesus, what do you think of me right now? Lord Jesus, show me who I am. And, like, Lord Jesus, what do you have in mind for me right now? Those questions are, like, so powerful because they really get to, like, the root of it and who we really are as children of God. And doesn't Ignatian prayer, isn't it, like you picture yourself in certain situations like one of our friends um the other week was talking to us and was like you know whatever moments that are painful to think about or things that you need to heal from like she record she was like sometimes I go into adoration and I just like picture myself in those the most lowest moments and picture Jesus coming into them and just like healing you and being there and how is God working in all this so Yeah. yeah that's so amazing yeah um, but we went on a retreat last weekend, and it was so good. It was so, so good. good. Yeah, it was um, literally on being a daughter of God, and belovedness yeah. just kept coming up, and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, like Crazy. literally, God is so good. Yeah, it was so yeah. amazing. We had a holy hour, and that was like one of the best adorations mm, I've yeah. ever. Oh my been gosh, to. I think it was. Yeah, it was so good. But I was trying to enter into Ignatian prayer, and like we had heard a talk earlier about healing, and I was like trying to like focus on that but nothing was like really sticking with me and then like the phrase my past is not me kept coming into my mind so Mm -hmm. I was like oh my gosh you know so then I kept (laughs) saying that over and over and over again my past is not me my past is not me my past is not me as I was staring at the Eucharist and I love doing that I love just like fixing your eyes on God (laughs) yeah but um 
that like phrase unconsciously like turned into your past is not you in my mind and like as if Jesus was saying it to me and like me staring at him at like tears immediately fell yeah. from like it was just like so beautiful and like I don't know like I'm so thankful for Ignatian prayer and the way that sister has like implemented it into yeah. my life at least and like it's really like changed the way that I pray and it's like I've like really I've really started to get like hear God's voice and like hear him in my life and working in my life and stuff like that yeah it's just so powerful because it's like I don't know it's like he's so eager to just show himself to you yeah and one of the sisters were talking about that like one of their talks was like um that we all have like these images of God the father and how he um, how we see him is a lot of them is just like false images, you know, and we have like we put up these walls um, But he wants to show you who he really is um, and he said in the gospel anyone who's seen me has seen the father um, So yeah, just gazing at him in the Eucharist is so powerful yeah. And it was crazy because one of the other sisters did a talk um, about healing like Cassie mentioned um, and the night before, our friend had told us that she tries to um, invite Jesus into those past um, moments where she needs to heal from. And the sister had said that that she does that too. And that Jesus is always in those moments. You know, no matter what, no matter how hard it is, he is always there. So you need to look into those, um, into those past, like really, really, really hard moments and ask him, where were you? Um, so while she was talking, I did that, and, like, I feel like I couldn't even finish the thought. Like, it was so, so immediate, and it just clicked. Like, everything clicked, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's where you were. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so, um, it's so beautiful how much he, he wants, how much he loves you, you know, and how much, like, like Maria was mentioning, like, he's reaching out so much, Mm -hmm. and all you need is, all you need is to, like, look up, and you can see his hand, you know? Um, oh my gosh ah that's so good (laughs) but yeah it's so great so powerful yeah and with the 99 sheep like it says in the parable like you think if there's 99 other sheep and one goes astray like the the shepherd would want to take care of the ones that he has right but like he literally goes after the one and once they once he finds that one he does a dance like yeah yeah, you know rejoices over it more than he would the 99 that never went astray yeah and we're so loved you know yeah um, and it's just amazing the way that things came up over the retreat that we went on that was on being a daughter of God. Things just kept popping up yeah. that, like, were such a common theme. Um, and it's just so cool to see the way the Holy Spirit works in that. Yeah. And, you know, like, in The Chosen, like, Jesus says, I will, like, I'm always here. I will never let you go. Yeah. yeah. Like, he will never, <sighs> ever let us go. And so crazy. God truly is not dead. Like, he's really alive and working in our lives. Um. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, it's incredible the way we, so, Mario, Cassie, and I, so we went on the March for Life together, and it seems like since that point, things have, like, kept popping up in yeah. our lives, like, we've really encountered God through each other, I think. Yeah. Um, And I just, Mario, do you want to talk about how, like, one way that God is working in your life, too? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, kind of back to what I was saying before about, like, how I, um, how, like, he immediately told me, um, but the next... Um, well, like, when we were on the bus coming back home, we were talking to the sister, um, and the second, I mean, it was just, like, we were all, we were all just going crazy. Yeah. Like, it was, 
every time someone said something, they were like, wait, what? Yeah. That, like, that like, happened to me. Or, yeah. like, um, so crazy. So, I, um, the Friday before, the retreat was on a Saturday. The Friday before, we had a Bible study um, at school in advisory. And we read the Annunciation, which has always been, like, super powerful for me. Um, and I just love the fiat. And that that is, like, kind of, like, beloved for me. Like, that pops up a lot for me. Um, and we were talking about, or we just read the passage of how, you know, the Holy Spirit, like, overshadows Mary. And, like, you know. And I was, that word overshadowed just kind of popped out at me. So I looked it up on my phone. And it means to veil. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Um, But I was mentioning it to this sister, and um, I honestly don't even know how it came up, but I said it, and um, she was like, oh, my gosh, Mariel, you just blew my mind. And um, she said that nine years ago she um, had had, did Ignatian prayer, um, and something came up with a veil, and she had no idea what it meant until nine years later talking to me about it and like so many things just like that just kept happening where every time I said um so every time I receive the Eucharist I say the Anima Christi soul of Christ sanctify me body Mm, of Christ yeah it's such a powerful prayer because it's like yeah yeah soul of Christ sanctify me body of Christ save me blood of Christ liberate me my favorite one I think is like um within your wounds hide Hide me me. yes Yes, that's mine too so good <laughs> yeah, like really? oh my gosh, like the Lord, the Lord, just yeah, He wants us to come to Him and um, be healed through His own wounds. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was crazy, and so I was mentioning that I really love that prayer, and Sister was like, "That's my favorite prayer." <laughs> um, but we were talking, about, we were talking about it, and when I prayed that right after communion, um, "In Thy Wounds Hide Me" really stuck out to me, and I was like, "Wow, I just want to learn more about this prayer." Like, I wish. I wish there was a book that just talked about each one, but whatever, you know. And I mentioned it on the bus, and sister was like, there is. Like, <laughs> there's a book all about each each word oh, in that. Wow. So um, she had it at her convent, and now I have it at my house. Oh, and it's just, so cool. um, I mean, so many more things. I think we could talk about yeah, it forever. Yeah. But there's just so many Holy Spirit moments. And I feel like we're, like, looking for it, too, now. Yeah, like, like so I, much more aware. Yeah, like, we're so much more, like obvious of how his voice is to us and like yeah. how little things like a book or you know something yeah. like a word like overshadow like can stick out and then lead to something else yeah and like we like each like we make connections like with like we wouldn't have been able mm-hmm. to make the connections without each other yeah and like that's so powerful like god puts people yeah. in your life for a reason and yeah. like Mm-hmm. Oh we my have, gosh! Yeah, and yeah. we were like made for this time in history. Yeah, about okay. That There's a retreat. Bible verse that talks about like how you were made, yeah, for yeah. this time. And you know, every moment, like you were made for that exact moment to hear that thing at that moment. And yeah. it's not that we're like going out looking for like these little Holy Spirit right. moments to like yeah. keep us going on our faith. It's just that something like we've realized over the past few months is like there's so many ways that we can see God working in little things. Right. And um, it's not like we have to have these giant moments of like oh my gosh like ah yeah you know it's just like whoa like someone said something to me that like I really needed to hear today and I know God was speaking through them and I think a big way that we've encountered um you know God is through other people there's been a lot of people put into our lives especially this year that have really um yeah just spoken to us and 
been an image or just showed just showed God through their words to us. And we talked about sister, like sister has been such a gift to yeah. us. She <laughs> like <laughs> I love that we're just saying sister. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll she, we'll introduce her later. Yeah. yeah, she'll be a guest someday. Um, but we were talking. She just such she, the reason that she has been such a gift is because she really does um, exemplify Mary, and she's such a good model for us um and so i i we're gonna go back to the sheep for a second yeah. 99 sheep <laughs> yeah cassie was talking about how like we are so much more attentive and like we can hear his voice right like it's different for each of us like how we hear his voice yeah but like we're able to make those connections through each other and stuff yeah. like that so i immediately thought of this verse i didn't know what it was but i just looked it up it's john 10 27 and 28 it says my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me oh. <laughs> And I give them unto I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Oh God. my like, God! Ah! <laughs> like what we were just talking about, like God's reaching oh out. His hand is right there, and no one, no one can take you out of His hand. And Mary and I were just talking about how much we love John. <laughs> yeah, like even the Gospel like, of John. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even like the smallest thing like that. Yeah, that little connection that we both love John, yeah. and that this Bible verse is in oh, John is like so. Like it's just like so. It's just another example of like how yeah. this how our prayer lives have been so impacted by little things yeah. and each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, um, and I feel like I have just been really meditating on like. Not even, I just, again, just realized this now, but not even realizing it, I've really been meditating on little parts of, like, the passion, which is so crazy that it's Lent, and that's just popping up for me, but, like, Veronica has always been super Mm. important to me, and she came up on the retreat, like, the woman who wiped Jesus' face, John was the only apostle at the foot of the cross, Mary Magdalene has um, stepped out at me, and it's just, like, all of these things, like, it's just constantly, and the wounds of Christ have mm-hmm. been p- pointing out at me. It's just like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even realize yeah. it. And it's like, so, oh, my gosh, and there's just so many good nuggets. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, oh my so, gosh. Many. Yeah. Yeah. so many. So many nuggets. I can't. And there was something on the retreat that was super, like, inspiring to all of us. And so it was Daughter of God, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the teachers at the school that we were at um, came and gave a talk to us, and it was about being a daughter of God. And he brought his daughter, Grace, and mm-hmm. it was so sweet because do- his daughter was, um, like, one. And one of the sisters at the retreat was holding her while he was speaking to us. And he was just talking about how inspired he was by, like, all the women in uh, his life and how he had seen God working through them and just the strength that, like, we as women have, you know, yeah. God is, mm-hmm. God is like the feminine, ge- the feminine genius, like God has made us beautiful. Um, and it was super cool cause he was just talking and Grace was in the sister's arms and she started like, she started crying and he, he was like, you're fine. Like you're okay. And like making, like just looking at her and being like, you're fine. And he handed her a bottle. He like handed her a blanket and like wiped away her tears. And he was like, you're fine. Like it's okay. And the sister was like, yeah, I think she might need you. And, <laughs> and she, <laughs> I think it's so funny. Like, I feel like everyone's had that moment where, like, a baby starts crying and it's like, uh, Like, I need you to take them. Yeah. And then they're like, you're fine. But, like, um, and then she was, she was, like, kind of screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and the dad, the guy, he just took. <laughs> so the, the <laughs> um, so he just. 
picked up Grace, and as soon as he picked her up, she just started crying, and, like, immediately she was fine again, and it was just so cool, because, like, he was like, you're fine, like, you're okay. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's just the Father's love, that, like, he comforts us, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we talked about comforting, right? And right, this, yeah. we are consoled by his love. Yeah. Um, and and just, we think that he's not there. Yeah. And him saying, like, it's okay, like, you're okay, we, like... We're like, not on able. the boat. Like, right. he's literally right there. Yeah, I will like, never let you go. Right, but we're, like, but then we just, like, want to run to him uh-huh, and yeah. to hold us. Yeah. yeah, or even we get distracted and we're, like, feel so lost. And then when we finally go back to, like, and we let him embrace us yeah. and love us, Yeah, it's just immediate peace. I, okay, I just thought of something that's going to be really hard to relate to all of you who are listening. <laughs> but <laughs> and our, our podcast intro is too relatable, girl. <laughs> We have a freshman retreat, and as seniors, we put on this play. And basically, there's this girl, and she goes through, like, every struggle possible. She's like... It's called the everything skip. Yeah. And it's, like, all the things that you could encounter during high school that are hard and, um, yeah, like, bad friends and... And there's, um, like, a model girl who, um, like, puts her on the scale. There's someone who hands her pills. There's just, like, literally everything. You can go look it up. It's called the Everything Skit. It's on YouTube. Um, but at the end of the play, she runs, she's trying to run to Jesus and every, all of like the bad people in the play, which I think we were all like actors as mm-hmm. the bad people, were all like pushing her back. But like all she wants to do is like run to him, you know? And break free. Yeah. yeah. And then at the very, very end, we're like all like trying to consume her. And then Jesus the like the actor who plays Jesus like throws up his hands and all of us fall to the ground immediately like all the bad things that she had mm-hmm. gone through yeah immediately falls and he like does like a like a I'm on the cross yeah. type mm-hmm. pose no you know shame, yeah. and then um and then she's just like oh and then it's just her and him you know like they're the only people in the room yeah. and it's like so oh, he, it's and such they just, a powerful like, they walk yeah. off and like He's, like, showing her all the beautiful things about life. Yeah. And it's such a powerful... It's so cool. Like, even for the seniors who had seen it before... Yeah. I like, literally was in tears. It was, yeah. it was so it was powerful. Gorgeous. And, like, I played the part of Mary, and it's really cool because yeah. Mary just, like, comes up behind them. And it's just, like, faithfully... Like, there's one point where she's, like, at her lowest moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mary just comes up behind her and, like, puts like puts her arm around her and just, like, is praying over her. Yeah. yeah. And, like, praying for her and, like, always there. And even, like, she, she Mary's in the background, but yeah. she... She has such a presence there. Yeah. yeah, she never... All the other people, like, come and go throughout the skit, but, like, Mary is literally always there. Always, mm-hmm. always there. And she's, like, praying just, like, um, just just the most incredible yeah. mother. Yeah. 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 And, um... <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to imitate her. <laughs> yeah. There's been a couple moments lately where I've, like, accidentally said or done something embarrassing, and I'm, like... I'm trying to imitate Mary over here. It's not working. <laughs> like, I, like, accidentally spit out my water or something. And, like, it's not working. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I, I'm i just going to mention one thing that, like, I we've talked a lot about beloved. Yeah. yeah. Like, beloved is my favorite word ever. Um, but I haven't really told you guys how that came up. And there's a whole backstory, which I'm not going to, like, talk about. But um, last year is when I, it's been, like, a year since, like, Beloved kept coming up, and it's just a word, like, simple, and it might seem small to, like, other people, but, like, it's such a big thing to me, Mm -hmm. because I know God was speaking through it, so I remember, um, you know, we talked about, like, identity and worth and stuff, and there's, I think there's all points in our life, especially during high school, where we question our worth and identity, and I know it was during one of those moments where I was, like, 
like, what does God want me to do? Like, yeah. am I supposed to go to college? Like, what, are, what am I, like, supposed to be as, like, a sister and daughter, and how can I live that vocation right now? Mm-hmm. And um, I went on this retreat, and I got a marrying title. Everyone picked a marrying title uh, to pray with that weekend, and I got Mary Beloved Daughter of the Most High God, which is something that we, like, pray yeah. every time we're on the podcast. Um, and I was like, Beloved. And another person had, I mentioned in our first episode, when we, were, when we were talking about belovedness, how one of the St. Jude moms introduced belovedness, the song to us. Yeah. And I started listening to that and like, oh my gosh, like you are completely loved and fully known. And then I just remember, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just, um, all the time whenever I'd read something or watch something, the word beloved just kept popping up and maybe it was always there and I just didn't notice it. But yeah. even in the reading, second readings at mass, it comes up like, St. Paul addresses us as the beloved, dearly loved. Um, And so, yeah, it just kept coming up. And, like, the Lord really spoke to me my worth and dignity through that word. That, like, we are are beloved. And my identity wasn't in anything that I had gone through in the past or the, um, what other people said about me or what I thought other people thought about me. Yeah. Um, But, like, we are, we are beloved. And, um... Even the sister. (laughs) She's been a huge part of our life, and uh, we love her so much. But I was talking to her on the March for Life and just talking about Beloved and kind of the story with that. Um, And I remember I was like, okay, Isaiah 43, it's like, fear not for I redeemed you. And sister, like, grabbed my arm, and she was like, oh, my gosh, like, what? And I'm like, fear not for I redeemed you. I've called you my name. You are mine. You are precious to me. I love you. I, like, keep going. I'm, like, saying this whole song. And sister's like, Maria, like, this is, like, my favorite verse ever. Yeah. Like, and, oh, my gosh, it was just really cool um, because I think that we've said stuff to Sister that have kind of inspired her. Like, yeah. Yeah. The Holy Spirit has spoken to her through us, yeah. but yeah. she's also spoken to us yeah. things. Like, through the her. Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. And it's oh just so crazy, like, the littlest things. Like, at the retreat, um, it was so it was so beautiful because it was three seniors and three freshmen, and it wasn't even planned that way, but... Yeah, um, seniors three, and freshmen. Three seniors, three freshmen, three sisters. Yeah, and then one of our our miss. Well, <laughs> two and sisters. Our campus a, minister, oh, who we just yeah, love yeah. so 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 yeah. much. Yeah, but um, one of the freshmen found a little sticker that said "Beloved" mm. on it. Yeah, and I like literally started crying. Yeah, and like it's just a sticker, right? Like I have it upstairs right now. It's like just a sticker with a flower and says "Beloved." But I was like, I literally started crying because I was like. Like, God is so good. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. it, he didn't need to put that there. And even this freshman who gave it to me was like, yeah, I think like God worked through to you, like spoke to you, like through me, like I was yeah. able to do that. I was like, yeah, like so cool. And but, it, like the retreat hadn't mm-hmm. even started. And I didn't, like, I didn't need, I didn't need to have that sticker. Like it's right. just a sticker, like it's just words. And yeah. I didn't need to have that reminder, but like it was a reminder. And he puts those throughout our life. Like he is there. Like he's yeah. always yeah. present in the littlest moments. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, so amazing. Yeah. It's just so incredible. We have been chatting for so long, you guys. Um, <laughs> this is our longest yeah. episode yet. We yeah. really could go on forever. Yeah. But. yeah. But thanks so much, Cassie, for joining us. Yes. Oh, of course. I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, 99 um, Sheep. Like, yeah, I'm so gonna, good. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone read it tonight. Um, and also, go go listen to Me On Your Mind, Matthew yep. West. So yeah, good. So Such good. a beautiful song. Season uh, three, 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 episode, episode eight. eight. Really, really all the yeah chosen. really all of yeah. them. but especially that one um yeah but yeah we hope that this episode gave you a lot to think about because it definitely gave us a lot to think about <laughs> yeah. even though we've been thinking and talking about this for a long time yeah um but yeah thank you so much for joining us today 
Um, we are praying for you. You're in our prayers this week, and thanks so much. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we really encourage you um, these next two weeks to try Ignatian prayer um, and ask the Lord these three things. Uh, Lord Jesus, what do you think of me right now? Lord Jesus, what do you have in mind for me right now? And Lord Jesus, show me who I am. Um, Super powerful, um, and I can't wait to see what happens with you guys with that. And um, we're always praying for you today and throughout this whole Lent. Please pray for us as we go on the March for Life in Illinois a couple days. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, and thanks again to Cassie for joining us today. We hope to have her back on the podcast (laughs) again soon. Please be sure to follow our Instagram at letsgetchatty underscore podcast and email us at letsgetchattypodcast at gmail.com. We're praying for you. Remember always that you are a precious child of God. Thanks so much. God bless.